When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Teams have been positioning themselves to get him. He has been called the best prospect since LeBron James. He is Victor Webanyama, who is going to be seemingly the number one overall pick in the NBA draft this year. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive save nearly $700 on average. Call or click today and find out if they could save you hundreds on your car insurance. If you're not listening to the Hoop Collective, you're not interested in, in learning more about basketball. It is a tremendous podcast that is hosted by ESPN's Brian Windhorst, ESPN NBA insider and host of it, and had a lengthy uh, podcast this week with Jonathan Cavoni to go along with a a big piece on ESPN.com about Victor Webanyama. They spent time with him in France back in January, and Wendy joins us right now. Uh, Wendy, it's Canty and Carlin. Appreciate it. Um, You have called him the most, uh, just frankly, the most exciting prospect since LeBron James. So what is it about Victor Webanyama that has him on that level? He's got Kevin Durant-style skill. He's in Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's body, and he's had a preparation level that is even deeper and more impressive than LeBron's was 20 years ago. Um, That, of course, does not make him a surefire because your biggest concern you have about him is injury because he has a frame like uh, Durant does, and Durant has had a lot of injuries in his career. Um, And I don't think there's anything such as a can't miss. But we're talking about a guy. They play around over there with how tall they say he is, I think, because they don't want too much attention on it. But I'm here to tell you he is seven foot five. Um and he is doing things and doing preparations that we've never seen a European player do and to be ready for the NBA. And so um, there is you just we've never seen somebody this big who's this skilled at this age. And it's irresistible to teams who see him as a possible franchise changing player. Wendy, on, on that same note, is this year an example of the NBA's anti-tanking plan working because teams aren't in a race for the bottom in order to have a chance to draft Webinyama? Well, you haven't seen the end of the season yet, so (laughs) just wait and see. Uh, We've had a few teams very artfully going backwards in recent weeks. Uh, I would submit to you what the Utah Jazz are doing is a version of tanking. They played very well at the start of the season, and they just traded away half their rotation and are very happily sinking to the bottom and hoping nobody's calling them out on it. Uh, I don't know. you know, At the very bottom, if you look at what the Houston Rockets are doing, I, I do not believe they are intending to win games. Uh, but I guess it's not as blatant as it was in years past. And mm-hmm. I will say... You know, the Los Angeles Lakers are in 13th place, and they are going full bore. Now, they're 
situation is a little different because they don't control their pick. But I can't, you know, part of the why, the reason we're seeing less blatant tanking is that the teams are all bunched up. And that's, I think, a more result of an even distribution of talent than it is the new rules. Canty and Carlin visiting with Brian Windhorst, ESPN NBA insider. So you spent four or five days with him. Outside of the skills, what did you learn about Victor Webanyama? Well, he's he's a different type of teenager, um, and this is one of the things you know. You hear stories about guys, and then you got to go check because you don't believe it. You like when you hear that this guy uses his spare time to read uh, the classics and draw. You say, "Is this just a story I've been told?" So you go check with his coaches and his teammates, and they say, no, when we get on the trains, he plays in the French League, so they travel by train a lot. When we get on the trains, when we get on buses, he's you know, looking at a book. He's not on his phone all the time. Um, you know, he, you know, we asked him to name what artists he's interested in. You know, he didn't say Picasso and Monet. He was mentioning artists that you know, Jonathan and I had never heard of and had to look up. You know? Um, you know, he started reading when he was three years old. You know, I have a five-year-old. He doesn't read yet, okay? Um, he uh, graduated uh, uh, high school a year early. Um, he moved into a dorm with a professional team to basically begin his basketball training when he was 14 years old. We went to the dorm room and saw where he lived when he was 14. Um, he has been getting ready for this for a very long time. He has got an incredible competitive streak, Uh I watched video of Victor when he was nine years old. I can't believe I'm saying that, but I watched nine-year-old Victor Wembanyama get so angry when he would give up a basket that he would slam the ball into the ground and his coach had to scold him. He was playing against 11-year-olds and he was the tallest kid on the floor and he wasn't the best player on the floor and he, he got beat a lot. Um, you know, we talked to his coaches from when he was 12, when he was 14, when he was 16 to understand that he, um, you know, he really doesn't want to play center. He wants to play on the perimeter, but he understands that if you are so tall, your advantage comes the closer you get to the basket, the farther you are from the basket, the less your height has the advantage. So, um, we watched that. I watched him in practice and how he works with teammates in practice. Uh, um, he's just, you know, as somebody who saw LeBron very closely and was there on the journey when he was 18 years old, I mean, it is a revolution. It was revolutionary how Victor is preparing for the league compared to LeBron. And it's not an indication of what happened with LeBron. It was 20 years ago. The world is different now. And you see that Victor is... You know, in terms of preparation for the NBA, I'm not talking about him as a prospect, but in terms of preparation for the NBA, Victor is like LeBron 2.0. Mm. Talking with ESPN senior NBA reporter Brian Windhorse on Greeny. And, Wendy, I mean, you know this because you've covered LeBron since he was in high school. But, I mean, the best case scenario for both LeBron and the NBA was that Cleveland got the number one pick in the year that he was going to be drafted. And so I got to pose this question to you about Webb and Yama. In terms of the teams that are likely to be at the top of this year's lottery, what team represents the best possible landing spot for both Webb and Yama and the NBA? That's a really good question. Um, you know, a month ago when the Raptors were kind of out of the mix, uh, I was thinking, my God, if he went to Toronto, that would be a, a, a team that would be, you know, thinking about putting him next to Scotty Barnes and Pascal Siakam. Toronto, and I was also at the time thinking Toronto might 
trade away players. They have not done that, and they've actually been winning. They actually upgraded their team at the deadline, and they come into the break, you know, on a winning streak. Um, that was the place where I was like, wow, if he ends up there, you could see a dramatic shift in the in the balance of power. Um, I think if you look at a place where that could really nurture him, I think you look at a place like San Antonio would be fascinating. I think Detroit, Detroit has some young talent. You know, you think about him playing alongside um, uh, Cade Cunningham, that would be, it would have an amazing size advantage on the perimeter and the interior. And Charlotte, um, Charlotte with LaMelo Ball, again, I think if he's got a a guard who can distribute to him, it would be, it would be really good. Um, You know, we talked to him about, about this, you know, is there a team that you are favoring? Is there a team that you want to avoid? And he was very firm about this. He he uh, he said it does not matter. There is not a bad spot for me. And we said to him, we go, Victor, you know, we're NBA. You know, I said I'm an NBA. My life is the NBA. You have the you would have the leverage if you wanted to to say that you could, you know, stay over in Europe because it's one thing if an American player gets drafted and he threatens not to go play for the team and says, well, I'm going to go to Europe. I'm going to go to Australia. It's kind of easy to call that bluff, but this guy is in Europe. He's European. He could get 10 million euros tax-free from a European team next year that would be competitive to his an, an NBA salary. And uh, he says, no, I'm not doing that. I'm, I'm, I'm going to embrace the challenge. And I'm going to go where, where you know, whoever picks me. And so I, I take him at his word on that, and I do not think that he will do that. But I do think whoever gets him will probably have to remake their focus with him at the centerpiece. And so that would be interesting if you get a team that has recent top picks like Detroit or a team like Houston who might have to, to change the way they structure their roster. Brian Windhorst, ESPN NBA Insider, host of the Hoop Collective podcast, with us, Canty and Carlin, in for Greeny. One more on Webb and Yama for me, real quick. I look at the injury histories. You know, since December 2020, four different injuries that have kept him out a month, two months, a few months at a time. Missed playoffs last year. How are they going to try to prepare his body to be able to handle? the rigors of the NBA, especially when you look at this guy and he's seven foot five and 230 pounds. Right. And that's what everybody's going to say. As soon as they see him, they're going to, they're going to be stunned at how narrow his hips are. They're going to be stunned at the lack of, you know, bulk on him. And they're going to say, Chet Holmgren couldn't get through his first summer as an NBA player, broke his foot. And that is absolutely a fair assessment. I will tell you that they have spent the last three years trying to protect his feet and strengthen his feet. And they put him through these methods of foot strengthening where they use bands on his toes and they have him, you know, get on his fingertips and tiptoes and walk along, you know, sort of crab walk along the court. And they do all of this physical therapy and they do all of this rest. And they are absolutely, and I can't say this enough, very much against piling weight on him they do not want him uh, gaining a lot of weight too fast because they do not want to stress out his bones that are still growing. Uh, even though that's what everybody is going to say as soon as they see him, they're going to say, my God, he's got to add weight. They think he will add weight as he gets older. He has been 19 for one month. And so absolutely, they uh, it is a concern, and they are absolutely doing everything that they know how to do 
to um, to avoid that. Now his agents have represented a whole bunch of big men from from France, uh, Rudy Gobert being one of them, uh, other players who were not as successful, but Jan Mahimni and uh, Alexis Agencia, and they've had a lot of success keeping their, their, their big men healthy. So they're trying to apply those same principles to him. Um, we'll see whether it works, but it's absolutely the, the risk. The, the, he is the best thing I can say about him, guys, he is dramatically, and I really, I, I know what I'm saying here, he is dramatically more skilled as a player than LeBron was at the same age. But LeBron came into the NBA with an NBA body. He was, he was muscled around by almost nobody. There was a couple of guys who got to him his rookie year, but that was it. Wembenyama obviously does not have an NBA body, but the rules are different. When, when LeBron came into the league, you were able to manhandle players. In the modern NBA, you, you are not. So I don't think it, it's, uh, you know, you can't compare him to LeBron in the way they came into the league with their size. Wow. Great stuff, Wendy. And again, more on this. Check out his article. I just tweeted it out at Chris Carlin, along with Jonathan Cavoni, who is just among the best in terms of tracking down uh, NBA prospects for the future. And of course, it's on the Hoop Collective podcast as well. Wendy, thanks, man. Take care, guys. Yep. Brian Windhorst, ESPN NBA Insider. I was listening to it this morning on the way in. I want to get a better feel. You and I were talking about this yesterday on mm-hmm. Canty and Carlin. Uh, I have to say, like, when you hear all the things that they are doing, it doesn't feel like sometimes you, you have so many people around you as a prospect yeah. that who's got your best interests in mind. This feels like he has a family surrounding him to get him in all the right places. Yeah, I mean, you don't often hear about a prep player having a team this extensive around him. Yeah. Like, like think about all of the different things that they've gone through, the lengths. They're talking about three-year process to prepare him for this moment to get to the NBA and not only survive, but to thrive. I mean, this is, this is really incredible. A great awareness of the people around him about how to manage this to make sure that he's going to be the best version of himself once he makes the leap. Help people affected by the earthquakes of Turkey, including Turkey and Syria. Please visit redcross.org slash ESPN. That's redcross.org slash ESPN to help the Red Cross respond. Greeny, the podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small, and when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us 
negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greenie today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greenie, G-R-E-E-N-Y. It's time to say goodnight to that check engine light with free AutoZone Fix Finder service. It'll help troubleshoot the likely cause of your light for free so you can drive with peace of mind. Restrictions apply. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Now, there has been so much made of Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens, and with good reason. First off, we had Jamison Hensley, who was ESPN's Ravens reporter, on the show yesterday. And uh, that was Canty and Carlin, 3 to 7 p.m., by the way. Mm -hmm. And we were discussing where they stand right now, the two sides between the Ravens and Lamar. And the Ravens, if you'll remember, did involve Lamar's opinion when hiring Todd Munkin, their new offensive coordinator from the University of Georgia. The two have not spoken yet. So you asked Jamison yesterday, is that actually a big issue? I think he's dug in to saying, I want that fully guaranteed deal. And there have been times over the past two years, the Ravens have acknowledged it's been hard to get Lamar Jackson to tall contract, to negotiate. He is kind of stuck in saying, you know what? Until you start with the fully guaranteed deal, he's not talking. He's not negotiating. Ravens our manager said at the end of the year. It takes two to tango. They could say, yes, we want to get Lamar into a long-term deal. But if Lamar isn't willing to negotiate, to compromise, to meet him halfway at any point, I don't see a deal getting done. And Lamar has not spoken to Todd Munkin as of yet since he was hired. Well, well, here's the thing. If it's a matter of principle and wanting a fully guaranteed deal and you're not willing to guarantee the entire contract, then there is not going to be a negotiation. So it's not like Lamar isn't willing to negotiate. It's just that there is something that he wants based on a precedent set by Deshaun Watson, a quarterback that's in his own division that doesn't have the resume that he has on the field and has a lot more bags off the field, and the Ravens aren't willing to go there. So Lamar Jackson, as a player that's finished his rookie contract and fifth-year option, is saying, I'm not going to just sign whatever deal you put in front of me. I want a fully guaranteed contract. And based on the way that they have used him, the style of offense that they've built around him, I can't blame him. Now, he's a unique talent. He's won an MVP. He's 26 years old. Also checked the box of having a road playoff win. There's no reason why the Ravens shouldn't give him a top-of-the-market deal and fully guarantee it because, Carlin, we know that there are other desperate teams out there that need a quarterback that would be willing to guarantee Lamar Jackson the full contract on a a top-of-the-market deal. How do we ultimately judge quarterbacks? Winning. That's it. That's it, right? Lamar Jackson... When he is in the lineup in his 61 career starts, the Ravens are 45 and 16. Yeah. 45 and 16. That is a 738 win percentage, and it's the fourth best for any starting quarterback to debut 
with a minimum of 50 starts yeah. in the Super Bowl era. Now, here's another way to frame it, Carlin. Since he's been the starter with the Baltimore Ravens, they've made the playoffs four to five years. In the year that they didn't make the playoffs, it came down to week 17 against the Steelers, and they lost that game. Yeah. What are they without Lamar when he's been banged up? Eight and 13. Yeah. I mean, it, it says everything over the last five seasons. So do we expect at this point, Chris, the Ravens are going to keep pounding their head against the wall and try to work out some kind of a deal with Lamar that does not involve an entirely guaranteed contract, and then when we get to March 7th, that's when they will officially put the franchise tag on him, the exclusive franchise tag at $45 million. Mm-hmm. try to get him to play on that, and if he doesn't, that's when they turn around and trade him for everything they can. So you're telling me that you value him, yet you're asking him to play a second consecutive year without financial guarantees beyond the impending season. That, that's what you're saying to me. Is that how you treat an MVP quarterback? They would say we are giving you fa- uh, guarantees down the line. It's, they're just not enough guarantees for you. No, no, no. You're talking about playing on a franchise tag. Yeah. Isn't that what you just said? Yes. Yeah. Why, why, well, if he signs the franchise tag, there's no guaranteed money beyond that year. Right. No, but what I'm saying is we tried to negotiate a deal with you where there would have been guaranteed money beyond that, it's just not enough guaranteed money No, it's not a negotiation because you're not fully guaranteeing the contract. Yep. So, I mean, that's the thing. Most functional franchises don't ask a quarterback to play in a season that's a true contract year, which means without financial guarantees after that season. Most teams don't do that. There's a couple of different reasons. The first of which is that it's a lot cheaper to pay a quarterback sooner rather than later because the marketplace only goes up, especially when you're talking about a guy that's a top 10 talent at the position. The other reason why is because you want to keep the cap hit as manageable as possible. So if you extend a quarterback with years remaining on their current contract, that gives you more years to prorate the guarantees within the contract. The Ravens whiffed on both of those fronts. They would not be in this position right now with a quarterback that's dug in on wanting a fully guaranteed contract if they paid Lamar Jackson when they had the first opportunity to after his third season. That's after he won an MVP. That's after he won a road playoff game. There were no more question marks about Lamar Jackson. He didn't miss any time as a starting quarterback in his first three years. You could have done it then, and it would have been a lot cheaper. But after Dak Prescott's deal and after the precedent with Deshaun Watson's deal, now you've created this dynamic where you question whether or not the relationship has soured to the point where it's reputable. For 25 years, the Ravens were regarded as one of the best-run franchises in the NFL. They are quickly becoming a remarkably dysfunctional franchise by letting all of this happen. Eric DaCosta for all the job offers that he had over the years to leave Baltimore and they made sure to keep him, he has proven one thing here. He is no Ozzie Newsome. There is no way that Ozzie Newsome would have ever let this happen. And Eric DaCosta, if this happens on his watch and he trades away Lamar Jackson and finds himself in quarterback hell for the next few years, it is tantamount to franchise malpractice. And I'm sorry, it may be the owner who doesn't want to pay him fully guaranteed, but... That's not the bigger issue. The bigger issue is exactly what you just talked about, that the GM did not have the foresight to get this done when he could have gotten it done. No doubt about it. And now they're in a situation where Lamar Jackson has all the leverage because although the Ravens have the right 
to use the exclusive franchise tag on Lamar, Lamar also has the right not to sign it. Chris, if they trade him away, I don't care what they get in return. If they trade him away, DaCosta's going to be gone within a year. But, Carlin, if Lamar Jackson is willing to sit out the 2023 season, and most people that report on this or that are close to folks in this camp seem to think he's principled enough to do that, then ultimately he has all the control on how this goes. It's in effect, he basically has the, in effect, a no trade clause. He is going to dictate his football future and where he plays. And if he decides that he's done in Baltimore, there ain't a damn thing that the Ravens can do about it. Chris, I think that in the job of NFL GM or any position of power in the NFL, there is a ridiculous amount of hubris. And this is one of those moments where a GM has to be willing to admit his mistake and try to fix it. And I don't think they're trying to fix it. But here's the thing. You can try to fix it, but even if you offer him a fully guaranteed deal, Lamar might know that he's going to get that deal anywhere in the National Football League. So now it becomes a matter of where he wants to play. And my issue is, why would you let a player get to this point, this close to free agency, if you're the general manager? You just don't do that with a talent like Lamar Jackson. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. We are in for Greeny today. We are coming to you live from the seaport, brought to you by Gray Goose. On the way, my friends, yes, we have head coaches who have been hired this offseason. And traditionally, since 2010, we have seen first-year head coaches have success and make the playoffs. So how would you rank the new coaches in the league with their ability to do that. We will discuss and do just that in moments. Greeny, the podcast. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. So Cam's back. Yeah. And I know he's been taking a lot of heat the last, uh, really the last two weeks. Which I think is a little unfair. I'm not. To some degree. I I don't believe that. Like the missing work thing, I get it. You had back-to-back three-day weekends. He could have came back. 
you know, and, and worked. I didn't the, have bad the, the, Will you let us lay out well, our case hold first? On, hold on, Cam. You start exactly. taking shots. No, I we'll get you. I mean, we'll, 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 you'll well, get you your did, time. You did have back-to-back three-day weekends. It's not yes. true. I worked last Monday. He worked last Monday on our show in the afternoon because mm. he switched off the show, the show that he has become part of the fabric of, or at least working to okay, become so part of the a, fabric of. two-and-a-half-day weekend followed up with a three-day weekend. Well, all right, so let's just set it up clearly, okay? For those who are unaware... Cam is a big Philadelphia Eagles fan. He wanted to, on Super Bowl Sunday, go down to Philadelphia to watch the game with friends, and if they won, maybe go out on Broad Street and celebrate. Am I misrepresenting anything there? No, but have you ever heard of beating a dead horse? Yes, and we're going to continue to do that here because you've done it two weeks in a row now. That's the thing. That's what makes it bad. Yeah, so you didn't come to work last Monday for you— For your normal shift, Cam, when you're trying to build a kinship with Bubba, you are new to the show. Yes. You're trying to build a kinship with Bubba. I've worked with with Bubba for three and a half years. I I understand, but you're not in the same room every single day. You know the phrase, a hit dog will holler? Yeah. That's what's happening every time Cam interrupts you. Deep down, he knows he's dead wrong for what he's done. Deep down, I know that the decision to switch shifts last week had literally no impact on you guys. Okay, so Cam, Cam, break this down for me. What about this past weekend when you had the wedding down in South Florida yes. and it was in the middle of a Sunday? You mean to tell me you couldn't get back on a plane Sunday night to come to New York to come to Connecticut? You couldn't get back to the tri-state area after the wedding? Wedding 4:30 p.m. on a Sunday ends at 11:30 p.m. I left. So that the means you got to shut the place down. I left the wedding early because I had an early flight. Took one day off, which happened to be a, a holiday, but that's not neither here nor there. Came back, working four days this week. I had one day off because I was in Florida for a wedding. There's a big issue with that. Well, the, the issue for me is really more about the week before, and it's not because... Which had sw- nothing to do with you guys. Again, you're not... Fin- you're, will you let me finish? I mean, for Pete's sake. Well, you've been we talking get it. For you're two- a little bit sensitive well, you've been on talking this. To, you, you've been talking for two hours, he, you know? He's sensitive. <laughs> he's sensitive. He's so sensitive. The point is, you were trying to build a kinship with Greeny. And Greeny knew that you were an Eagles fan, and you would have been a big part of that show on Monday. Mm. The fact that they had lost the game, not taking abuse, because Greeny's not like that usually. He would be more of getting your perspective on where things went wrong. No doubt. And, and mm. you are new to this show, and people are learning about Cam. And right now, I would say the impression that people have about Cam is, well, Cam's going to do Cam. Cam's just going to go and do whatever he wants to do. Some would call him the Aaron Rodgers of sports radio. Some might. Yeah. Some might. And I then, haven't done nearly as many as drugs. Well, as I mean, I mean, based on the new stash, I mean, you kind of do look like Aaron Well, Rogers. that's where I was going next. What is what is the status of this mustache? Which I I know Greeny got on yesterday, asked you if you lost a He didn't a love bet. it. No, he didn't love it. No. So where do we stand with this thing? Is this sticking for the long haul? I don't I don't think so. I tried it out for the weekend for the wedding. Bubba's not a fan. Greeny's not a fan. My mother's not a fan. Those, were are, any, those are the three were, most were important Were any women people in my life. at the wedding a fan? Yeah, because I've actually got I've actually gotten many people, mostly of my generation, who have said that they're they are fans of the mustache. I you, don't love it to be honest. Other people like it more than I do, but Did um, you walk out of the wedding with any phone numbers? <laughs> No, I had to catch a flight in the morning. Otherwise, maybe I would have if I didn't. Well, have then to why be. did you stay? 
That's why a great question. That is a great question. What? Why did that I stay where? Question. Why did you stay for the if, wedding? If, why did you if, even if, go if to the didn't wedding? Build out the roster at the reception. What the hell were you doing? Having a good time with my friends. What? Did, you guys never been to a wedding and just had good times with your yeah, friends? Yeah, I just had a wedding, and guess what? I had two hundred guests, and I couldn't spend more than ten minutes with either one of them. I wasn't getting married. My parents. I, I can't. Take I was just trying to. What have I'm have saying a good time. is, you weren't spending that much time with the bride and groom, I which sure was, was the whole reason you were down there. This is completely misrepresenting what weddings no, are about. No, I, I spent time no, with both the bride and groom. I hung out with many friends. I no, made, you, no, I'm I talking about on the wedding day. I'm talking about on the wedding day. Not I'm the aware. Day go. On the wedding day, how much time did you spend with the bride and Quite groom? Quite a lot. There was a lot of dancing. I chatted with them, caught up with them. You know, They're thanks for having me. With Just saying hello is not spending a lot of time. I, I had with met. Them. I had multiple conversations with both of them. You know, you guys weren't there, but you know, you can continue See. to try and frame this however. I'm you not afraid. Listen, I, uh, the mustache thing. I, I think you're getting unnecessary. Thank I don't you, think Kansi. it looks Appreciate as bad it. as what people are saying it is. You kind of got a Miles Teller from that's Top not bad. Gun Maverick that's not bad. thing I'll going on. That. That's you a know, compliment. So Cam yeah. Pratt, call sign Rooster. We can take it there. <laughs> but, but here's what I'll say. The whole thing about the back-to-back long weekends, when, One you long had weekend. that, when you had the potential for a significant value add to the shows that were on the subsequent Mondays, yes. that's the part that I have a problem with. Because you're not being a team guy. You're putting self above team, which is something that Aaron Rodgers would do. And maybe it's because you're wearing the mustache like Aaron Rodgers while you're kind of embodying the personality of him, but I don't like it. Are you aware of what Carlin was doing on uh, February 3rd, 2023? I was taking the day off. Ah, And why did I take the day oh, off? You, Cam, you're not going to like this. You set yourself up, why, Cam. Why was I taking the day off? <laughs> because my wife... Uh-huh. Knowing that uh, in the month of January and in early February and continuing with me working several weekends and going away to mm-hmm. do games, asked me to take a day off to do projects around the house that we needed to get done. Yes. Right. Including fixing the toilet, which I ended up breaking even worse anyway. Yeah. And we ended up buying a whole new toilet. So what I was doing was being a responsible husband Mm. and trying to help my wife out when, in fact, she has been more than a sport in dealing with a lot of my travel when I'm doing these games. So what you're saying is it was something that was actually constructive as opposed to going to hang out with friends and party. Have you guys never been... Which is what Cam did in both situations. To a wedding. The Super Bowl party and the wedding. Have you ever... Spent time with people, you know, at a wedding, on a vacation, anything like that. Have you ever done that? Yes, Cam. I can honestly tell you this. Yeah. I have never taken a day off around a wedding on either side with the exception of my own wedding. I've never, never missed work because I went to a wedding. I went to a wedding that was on a late Sunday evening. Mm. Tore it up. You know what I did? I showed up. Where was the wedding? The wedding was in New Jersey. Oh, interesting. Where do you work? At the time, I worked in New York. Oh, that's a pretty short commute. Kim, that's not the point. Mm. There aren't there aren't a million flights a day from Miami to New York. On what planet? On what planet does someone go to a wedding at four thirty p.m.? Reception starts around five thirty. Wedding goes till eleven eleven thirty. I left a little bit early because I had a flight, you know, early next morning. On what planet does that person fly overnight? And get there at like 5 a.m. Monday morning. Listen, I've been to weddings where I showed up. I I saw my team win the Super Bowl, and I had to be at work at 4 a.m. the next Mm. day. Did I go out and party? No. I showed up to work, ready to go. Or if I did go out and party and have a few beers, had I chosen to do that, I go and I suck it up through the next Mm. day. 
and that's I took what you one, do. I took one day off as millions of people do every single week. You are the problem with Gen Z. Mm. You are the problem. Wow. I haven't gotten any Bubba feedback here. Bubba, unfair. Where are we here? Yeah, you know the uh, the the mustache. Honestly, I'd have to say I'm kind of more with Canty. It's starting to grow on me a little bit. So I think, yes, yeah, I, I, think should, I think you should keep it. I, I'm gonna, I personally think yeah. that, and I'm not. You want to keep it? I'm not going to knock you for keeping it. I personally think that you look like your own fake ID. <laughs> That's what he looks like to me. <laughs> He's like McLovin from Superman. <laughs> I, mean, I, I can see that as well. I, I just think, uh, you know, I don't, I don't hate it. You know, the more I, I kind of look at it's it. It's so bad, it's good, though. Ooh, it's it might like, be. It's kind of it like a guy be. that's wearing that. a mullet. Yeah. It's, it's so bad, it's good. In fact, you should grow a mullet now. <laughs> oh, great. You should absolutely I, I do that. that. I want to see you by the end of June looking like Barry Melrose with a mustache. <laughs> I, I would not be able to pull that off nearly as well as he can. Well, let's find out. It does out. look like your hair goes more straight up. Yeah, than, it's, than uh, it's volume. <laughs> so wow. so instead instead of growing a mullet, you're going to look like kid and play. Yeah. That's what you're telling speaking, me. Speaking of volume, Carlin, you know a guy we should turn down the volume on? <laughs> the new head coach of the Arizona Cardinals, oh Donovan Oh, my Gannon. God. Did, did you hear that? Did, did you hear his first interaction with Rondale Moore? It's amazing. Do we have that sound? We do. We got to play it. So this is Jonathan Gannon. The Cardinals' new head coach, after his press conference, meeting some of his players for the first time. This is his first interaction with Rondell Moore, his receiver. What's up? Hey! What's up, man? How you doing? Good. Good. Shots. Explosives. Explosives. You can run. Pew, 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 pew. I, I just want to take a second. What? To, let, uh, let's break down the, the the audio for a second. First of all, he doesn't know it's Rondale Moore at first because he just says "sup." No, no, he gave that. Oh, hey man! He gave that long "sup." <laughs> oh, hey man! How yeah, are you? Exactly. Yeah. It just kind of clicked in where and he then, realized who he was. Yeah, and then pew 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 pew. <laughs> now, Carlin, I'll say this as a player. If my head coach came up to me and that was our first interaction, I would have zero confidence that I could trust the game plan that this guy is building for us is going to put us in the best position to win. Like what, what kind zero of zero confidence? When, when he comes up to you, what kind of a noise would he make? Would he go bleh, 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 like that? Yeah, yeah. Like you're knocking people over left and right? Like he's trying to be the Incredible Hulk? I would I would literally ask him, "Are you okay? Are, are you okay? Like, are you like, having like, a seizure? Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> are you are you are you well?" <laughs> Like, do you need to go see the team psychiatrist? He is the epitome of Kendall Roy from Succession. He actually he, looks like Kendall Roy, He by looks the way. like Kendall Roy, and he is as awkward as Kendall Roy is in social situations. Yeah. I mean, that was something. Can you play it again? Because, I mean, I got to hear it again. Yes. Take a listen. Again, Jonathan Gannon meeting Rondale Moore, his receiver, for the first time. What's up? Hey, what's up, man? How you doing? Good. Good. Shots. Explosives. Explosives. You can run. Shots. Explosives. I can't deal with that. Yeah, and in the middle there, it's... How you doing, man? Yeah. Yeah. Shot, and, then, and right there, that's that's explosive. where it stops in your, in your brain. You're seeing him in his brain. What do I say next? Yeah, I will tell you this, Carlin. I know that Vegas hadn't set the over-under for win totals for these teams in 2023. <laughs> Whatever the Cardinals' win total is, faded. Take the under. <laughs> I promise you, that's a great bet. Oh, get to Vegas now or choo, your local choo, choo. sports book. 
Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN. And also available wherever you get your podcasts.